Okay, this morning I am speaking about the power of worship. And I kind of feel as if, um, like, I was almost going to say to Dane in the prayer meeting, stop already, you're preaching my sermon. And then Bruce was speaking about it, and Tammy was speaking about it. So I feel like God's in this. And um, so a good way to start would be to pray. So let's pray. Lord, we're just so blessed and privileged to know you and to be able to worship you. And Father, I just pray that as I speak this morning, Lord, that everything that is of me would fall away and the things that are of you and what's on your heart and your spirit this morning would be would come through clearly. And Lord, that all of us would have open ears and open hearts to receive from you. Lord, let there be revelation this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So um, talking about worship... It's one of my favourite subjects. <laughs> there is nothing better for me than joining together and worshiping. I love to worship at home. That's great. I crank out the real old, um, cool albums that we love to worship, you know, over years. But um, but being together and this message really has come from the first Sunday that we came back together after lockdown this year and just worshiping together as a family and I just was so, um, just God just touched my heart. I was just so excited to be together and because there's just something so powerful about us being together. Um, there's just a whole new dynamic. It's like, um, you know, when we used to do um, counselling for couples that were getting married and you'd be so excited because you'd see, you know, both of them individually were amazing in God but when he put them together, just it was just exponentially better, and I feel like that's what it's like when we worship together. Um, that it's it's so much more than just singing a few songs, isn't it? It's you know they are not just a few songs. There is something spiritual and really powerful, and the, and what can happen in worship is amazing, and that's what I want to talk about this morning. Um. Yeah, so um, so we have Jesus as our example, and I just think it's really amazing that it, it says in Mark chapter fourteen twenty six, when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives, and so that's talking about Jesus and his disciples. So they have the Last Supper together, and then just before he goes out um, into the garden to pray and to be arrested and to go to the cross. He sings a hymn, you know, and I'm, I just, I know that that was not just to fill in time, you know, <laughs> it wasn't just a song, that would have been amazing. So, you know, Jesus is our example in, in worship. Um, and in worship, of course, I'm sort of speaking about the power of worship, but it's just a huge, huge subject, and I know that I, there's no way I can do it justice, so I just... I'm leaning on God and just praying that something that he puts in my mouth will be of benefit to us this morning. Um, and I've got a few cool Bible verses that hopefully will encourage us and challenge us as well. Um, as I said, I absolutely love to worship. Um, I love to worship under the clothesline as I'm hanging out the clothes. Just love to worship when I'm doing housework. 
Um, I had the great privilege when we were in Palmerston North of being on the music team and being on singers for quite a few years, so it was pretty cool. Um, Dean would be on bass and our son Jordan would be on guitar and I would be singing and it was just awesome. But I figured out pretty quickly that actually the, my ability as a singer was really very unimportant. Um, really, that I, I figured out that that when we worship, God is looking at our heart completely. Um, so, you know, whether you've got an amazing voice, whether you can't sing in tune at all, it actually doesn't matter at all. God is looking at the heart. Um, and uh, and I, I, my theory is that um, if you don't have a great voice, and I used to <laughs> worship in a tiny little Anglican church standing next to my grandparents, and my grandmother could not sing. Um, but she had a great heart after God, and I know that by the time her worship got up to heaven, it was perfect. Yeah. The other really cool thing that I learned worshipping in that little Anglican church with the, just a one organ and the minister who couldn't necessarily sing great, um, leading the hymns and the, the newer songs, um, was that um, it doesn't really matter about the the band and the quality and all that stuff. You know, we love it here. We are blessed. We've got amazing musicians. We've got such dedicated um, singers, song leaders, tech team, you know, and all of that makes it so much easier for us to worship. But actually, if we didn't have all of that and it was just a little organ or even if it was there was no instruments, we could still completely worship God. Um, so, you know, I, I try never to get, you know, if, if something's a little bit off in the band, someone makes a mistake, whatever, who cares? You know, we get over that stuff. We are there to worship God. It's between us and him. It's our heart and worshipping him and lifting him up. Um, so, yeah, we just let those things go. I want to look at an example in the Old Testament um, of so, so part of one of the things that comes from worship, um, which is very exciting, is warfare. There can be a real um, warfare when we worship God. And um, there's a really awesome example in Second Chronicles chapter 20. And it's quite a long passage, but like just relax and listen to the story. It is an awesome story. You know, one day I'm going to ask Courtney and I'm going to preach to our um, youth group about just all the groovy, cool stories in the Old Testament. You know, there are some things in there you could never imagine in your wildest dreams, like the coolest things that happen. It is so much better than Spider-Man. <laughs> um, and this is one of them. This is pretty wild. Um, so I'll read it to you. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites, with some of the Meunites, came to wage war against Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told him, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea, and it's already on the way. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord 
and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. What a wise king. He's got a very big problem, goes straight to the, straight to the Lord and gets all the people together to fast and pray. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel, and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it, and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, if calamity comes upon us, Whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us. But now here are men from Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the position you gave us. Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. It's a very wise prayer. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. All the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of, the son of, the son of, the son of. <laughs> he said, listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korathites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. So worship there, right after they've prayed. Then early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. Great, positive faith, encouragement there to the people. 
Then after consulting the people, another wise thing to do, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Many times in the Bible, um, the singers and musicians went out ahead of the army. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The Ammonites and Moabites rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked towards the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that just amazing? They didn't have to do anything. They just praised the Lord and he did it all. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder And they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder, it took three days to collect it. On the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Berakar, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but forgive me, (laughs) where they praised the Lord. This is why it is called the Valley of Berakah to this day. And that word, however you're meant to pronounce it, means praise. Then led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem for the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over the enemies. So they once they collected up the plunder, they got together, they praised God. And they went back home. First thing they did, they praised God. They entered Jerusalem and went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lyres and trumpets. I love that story. Isn't it cool? So good. I just love it that we can that that worship can be warfare, but worship can be lots of other things as well. And um, you just have that real closeness to God, and He comes and meets us when we worship, and speaks to us. Um, like I can just remember earlier this year, um, I was just worshiping here one day, and God just spoke just three words to me, and just said, "You are enough." And I was just like, wow. And you know, when God speaks to you, it's, it's a real personal thing. It means something to you. It might not m- mean the same thing to somebody else. I was thinking about that last night, and I was thinking about my daughter, Natalia. Um, when she, um, she was at church one night, and she really wanted to um, be filled with the Holy Spirit, and she really wanted to be able to speak in tongues. And um, so she got one of the other young adults prayed for her, and they prayed, and then they said to her, what happened? And she said, oh, well, God spoke to me. And they said, well, what did he say? And she said, well, I said, I want to speak in tongues. And he said, okie dokie then. 
<laughs> you wouldn't think that the God of the universe would say, okie dokie then, but that was how he spoke to her and that taught me something. It's pretty cool. So, you know, worship is a great place, a great time when God can speak to us. And I think it's, he can do stuff in us um, that we might not even understand or really be aware of at the time. But I think slowly he brings healing to different areas. He brings growth. He teaches us things and changes us. Um, I remember earlier this year as well when I was at the Arise conference and we were there with the youth group and just that very first session and um, and I was just worshipping God and he just spoke to me by showing me this picture and it was a picture sort of just really fast but it was the first part was how I saw myself um, or how I had been seeing myself and then there was how he saw me and it was just such a powerful thing, and um, and I'll never forget that. And it's something that I can go back to and just bring correction to myself. This is how God sees me. It's you know He brings truth, truth in the inward parts. It's so good. Um, another cool example of um, of worship and. It's it's the opportunity to um, to sing over ourselves, really, to sing truth and um, and to sing over other people. Um, and a cool example that we've had this year, all around the world, really, has been the blessing song that's been sung from Numbers um, six verses twenty four to twenty six. Um, and it, funny thing, but as our kids were growing up, it, right from the first day that our oldest, Jordan, was born, uh, 27 years and a bit ago, um, we had been listening to um, a Stephen Balbooth album called Shelter, and he has a song on that album, and that's called The Blessing Song as well. Um, and so we were, we sang that, that those same verses over each of our children every night. Um, while they were at home, and we still sing them, and now we sing them over our grandchildren, and I know Natalia sings them over our little baby Flora, who's six weeks old. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty cool, and and also because not only is it scripture, but it is that God gave Moses this that particular blessing and told him to get the uh, priests. To, to speak it over the Israelites, all of the Israelites. And verse 27 in Numbers 6 says, So they will put my name on the Israelites, and I will bless them. So that's a pretty, pretty cool thing. I love that. Um, just, just following on from, you know, saying that when we worship, um, that God changes us, this great scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 3.18 says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is spirit. So it's pretty cool. We can, we can remind ourselves when we're worshipping who he is and agree with who he is and what he's done. Um, yeah, pretty cool. When we worship God, we're declaring or speaking out loud who he is, his power, his faithfulness, his majesty, his loving kindness. 
we're reminding ourselves of who he is and what he has done and who we are and how much we need him. We are reminding ourselves that he is in control and we are not. You wouldn't think it would be so easy to forget. (laughs) We're reminding ourselves that he is faithful to keep all his promises, even when we are not. We are reminding ourselves that he is our shield and our portion forever. He is our protection. We are reminding ourselves that he is all-powerful and that we are not. We are reminding ourselves that the only thing we can do is to lean on him completely, trusting in his love and care and goodness to us and that he is able. Um, I'm going to get Robin to play a song for us now. Um, that's, it's a little bit of an old school song. I don't know whether you guys will know it or not, but the reason I want to play this is because I just can't think of a better example of of warfare and worship and warfare. And it's a song written by um, Darlene Czech, um, amazing Australian um, songwriter and worship leader. And she wrote this song um, a few years ago when she was um, diagnosed with cancer. Um, She was 48 at the time and her dad had passed away from the same kind of cancer when he was 50. And so she would just, she just went into God and she just um, wrote this amazing song which is all out of the scriptures. And it's, it's just awesome the way that she just... Yeah, went into battle, went into warfare. She's completely cancer-free now. Um, and I remember her telling this story. She was um, at the, it was either the Arise Conference or the Passionate Women's Conference a few years ago, and she came out and she sang this song and she um, gave her testimony. So I just thought, well, I'll just share this with you. So Enjoy. So good. Um, well, just as I close, um, 
When I was preparing this message, I just felt that some of these verses from that main scripture that I read um, could be a word for some of us here today. And so if you are facing a battle that seems overwhelming, um, if you feel surrounded and don't know what to do, if you find yourself in a situation that you cannot manage alone, you're in exactly the right place to call out to him. And I'm just going to read some of those verses. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. I'm going to take a moment to pray for us. Um, And then there's going to be a song called Surrounded by Bethel Music that will play. And I'll just really encourage you just to sit quietly and listen. Just let the Lord speak to you. After that, if you feel like um, you would want, you want some prayer, um, I would encourage you to lift your hand up, be brave. And the people around you, can you just reach your hand out? We're not going to be jumping up out of our seats and um, running around under the current climate, but it doesn't matter if we're not touching you. We can put a hand towards you, pray for you. God's not restricted by any of that stuff. Um, And asking for prayer is one of the wisest things we can do. We're not designed to do life alone, are we? He put us in community. Yeah, so I'm going to pray and then um, the song is going to play. And then I'll just remind you if you would like to, if you want prayer, just to raise your hand. Lord, I just, I thank you, Father, that we have this privilege of gathering together, Lord. and, And it is amazing as it is to worship you alone. To worship you together as a family is just way beyond. And Lord, I, I know I don't fully understand all that you do when we worship you, but Father, I know it's good. And uh, so Lord, I just pray that you will just continue to encourage us as we worship you together, as we do life together. Lord, that you would just be with each one. Lord, and and if there are people who are just feeling really overwhelmed and just really struggling with a situation that's beyond them, Lord, that as they call out to you, you would answer, that you would do something amazing, Lord, that you would undertake for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. This is how I fight my battles This is how I fight my battles This is how I fight my battles This is how I fight my I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. 
So if you feel like you would like some prayer, please just feel free to put your hand up now, put it up really high, and um, those around you will pray for you. We'll just um, want to do that now. That would be great. Lord, I just um, pray for every single person that has their hand lifted up, Father. You know exactly what is in their hearts. Lord, you know their circumstances. You know the needs that they have, Father. And Lord, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and touch. You would minister. You would bring healing where there needs to be, bring healing. You would bring answers where there needs to be answers. You would bring breakthrough where there needs to be breakthrough in their situation. Mighty God, as they look to you, Lord, that you would undertake on their behalf. Lord, and we thank you. We thank you that you are able, that you are more than able, that you are in control, that you have the victory. And we praise you, we worship you, and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.